23, your podcast all about making work work. Before we get started today, we'd like to pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging, coming to you together um, from Gadigal land, part of the Eora Nation, after a week of visiting many lands across Brisbane, <laughs> yes, Adelaide, etc. Uh, Brisbane, Melbourne, all over, um, almost everywhere um, this week. Um, I'm James Hancock, co-founder here at Moi, and I am joined, as always, by Rhonda Bryden-Hall, our CEO and founder. Rhonda, how are you? I'm great, thank you, James. How are pretty, you? Pretty good, I think. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good um, compared to the lack of sleep with a new baby. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> good to be back and good to say that six hours was the window of sleep that happened Woo-hoo! last night in a row. We're celebrating <laughs> like we won the AFL Grand Final, to be honest. Six hours um, is a gift. Yes, I thought so. Yeah, um, six hours is a gift. The did gift... you wonder whether they were awake? Did like, did you wonder is Oscar awake and we've just slept through it, or did you absolutely sure you did sleep for six hours? I was worried that with my kids. Did I sleep through their waking up? Yeah, I'm always nervous. Like, I'm hungry. I'm crying. I'll miss it, but I don't think that happens. Has happened, but also. Um, we have some data around that so we can see what happened too, which is pretty cool. Oh, okay. That's a different, that's a topic for a different day. <laughs> the gift for today, the topics for today, we always do, um, two hot topics. So yep. we always do one sort of good news story, something really interesting. Yep. Um, for today, we're going to do culture measurement and talk a lot about that. Cause that's been where our head has been at across people. Yeah. Um, in all sort of all walks, industries, everything else. A bit about like client interaction and things like that. I think that's interesting because we have been out there, you know, pressing the ground um, with people. And uh, the last one we're going to talk about is the Australian Human Resources Institute National Convention Conference that we went to um, up in Brisbane at the BCEC um, over the last couple of days. Mm, Great. Sounds like three good Sounds good. Culture measurement. What on earth is that? (laughs) I feel like we know something about it. What are we thinking about in that topic? We do know something about it. So we we always start with a a baseline of what is culture. And I think for a long time it's sort of been considered a you know, a single score, people engaged or not, but um, that sort of changed in the early 2000s and has continued to change over the last 20 years. Yeah. Momentary lapse when Australia's gone back to engagement scores for a couple of years, but I'm sure we're moving forward again now. You can really feel that. Yeah. And we're, what we're measuring is a complex system. So we're measuring a complex system of how individuals, teams yeah. and organisations come together how they work together, how they treat each other. And I think that reference point that we, yeah, I totally agree, that reference point that we keep kind of going to is, hold on, finance and finance data gets many, many pages in annual reports and consideration <laughs> in board meetings and monthly management meetings, all, all of that, whatever the structures are. And HR gets maybe a couple of data points, but ultimately it's had this hero score, whatever you want to call it, um, around engagement. You go, mm. we need to go from here to here. Mm. We're hearing that a lot still. Mm. Um, and we know that it needs to, be given a lot more airtime. Like if you said $10 million of revenue, is that good or bad? Most people uh, would go, I don't know. There's heaps of other things I need to know about that. But we go, oh, 68%, pretty good engagement. Last year was 22. You go, (laughs) fine, but that's nothing. Um, We're not scratching the surface, so yeah. Yeah, and and I think um, the other thing that's really important culture measure at the moment is that what we're seeing is a really rapid uptake into the board level. Yeah. And so increasingly our work is coming out of board, CEO's office, um, strategy occasionally, yeah. and less and less out of people and culture. And, I, and, and that, that's a concern. We're going to talk about HR always. But mm. um, I love the quote from the CEO of AICD, this magazine, the one that's just come out. Yeah. In an era of intense public scrutiny and rapid change, the call for organisations to demonstrate ethical governance has never been louder. Yeah. Now he's talking about governance in a board level, 
but what we know from ARCD research is that um, the thing that keeps boards awake at the night at the moment is not babies, but actually um, mm-hmm. is actually culture. They're really worried that are they mitigating the risks? Is yeah. this first thing, don't want to be in the front page of the paper for the wrong reasons, yeah. but and we see that all the time, especially at the moment. But um, we're also seeing this appetite to say, we've worked really hard at culture, we're doing the right thing, we're treating people really well. Is that valuable? Are our people appreciating it? Are they doing well because of that? Um, can we leverage this? Is it good yeah. for our customers? Is it good for our um, suppliers? Is it good for the way we do business? And I think that's what we're trying to get to. Yeah. So when we talked about culture measurement, we talk about individuals, you know, who's in your team, how do they identify, how do they see themselves, what's important to them. Yeah. Then we talk about this experience, how are they experience, how they prefer to work, what really allows them to thrive. And then we talk about the, the social networks or the organizational network analysis of how they make decisions, how they collaborate, um, how they move around the organization, how they build momentum, how they solve problems. And it's all there. Yeah. And, and you've really got to get that data. And yet every time we've started culture measurement or culture reviews with organizations, the one piece of data they're always, always missing is, is collective data, organizational network analysis. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's so much in that and you're right and people are crying out for it and it's there. Um, if people are willing to find it. So always happy to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think it is about getting everyone to understand that measuring culture is not one number. It is a series of numbers just as in any complex system and you've got to get to about four or five before you've really got a clue. Yeah, and the flow onto this, so the, the hot topic number two was all about clients and stuff we're seeing. Obviously, we've been... Uh, I think I even got the place wrong, um, saying Adelaide. <laughs> we love Adelaide. Um, but we do. Brisbane, Melbourne and, and Sydney and all parts of it. Um, hot topics we've seen from interacting with some amazing clients. I've got yep. a couple to throw into the mix, add some in. I think um, performance, contribution, but also I think it goes to the first bit we were talking about, about financial data having obvious things to look at. And it's a, an ecosystem of data, whatever you want to call it, like, you know, things we look at, a series of metrics, complex system. And in HR, it's like, we couldn't remove um, that hero engagement score because what would we do with KPIs? Like, what would we measure? And it's like a lot of things and the answer shouldn't be one score. And so, yeah, we're probably going to have to rip the label off that and look at things that actually have an impact mm. um, for measure. Which, that might scare people because it's a lot easier to game engagement. So it's easier <laughs> for me to get my bonus. 10% for getting engagement up. Full so, stop. So what's your thoughts? You, you've got an opportunity, as we did yesterday, yeah. talking talking with a board, is they said, what are the right scores yeah. to hold people to account for culture yep. as leaders? People's connectivity to each other as leaders in their team and other teams and how they coach, develop, grow, influence, solve problems, trust, all the things that we consider in Speak up and challenge when needed. Yeah. yeah, I think that's huge. Yep. Um, what it also got me thinking about, I don't know if I'm sort of talking about it too early, is the fact... Um, the blend of conversations is uh, there's a lot of press out there that ultimately says leadership in question because culture's in question. Go read a newspaper. You decide what I'm talking about. There's lots of examples. But I don't believe that we should only look elsewhere for great leaders. When a seat in a company comes up for a senior C-suite job, I don't think we should say, you know, it's always the standard line in an um, announcement on the ASX is, extensive global search and I'm like have a look in our own backyard we Mm. still have some great leaders Mm. and so why are we not talking about you know you've spoken a lot about Australian identity and I think that's fascinating Mm. and so Mm. important why Mm. aren't we talking more about Australian leadership Mm. why is it like look at what the US did actually in the 1980s and bring it out here that's dumb don't do that 
We have a lot of great stuff and we should look in our own backyard and talk to each other about what we're doing, not only rely on other people, which I think is um, something that I've felt a, a, lot of, a, a lot of people doing at the moment and I would like us to stop. Yeah, and, and because, you know, um, we read everything and constantly yeah. scanning, but it, there's so few books about Australian leadership and it is quite unique culture. Like any country in the world, it's got a unique culture to it. And Australian identity is is really complex and, and unique, as, yeah. as every country has their own. But in this year, when we're really reflective on that and really thinking about it, I'm a huge believer in leadership needs to be discussed in this context. Yeah. And and really, in the last, say, year, you're only seeing two, or a little bit longer than a year now, but the two two books that have come out that everyone started to read, one was Andrew Pridham's book, Out of MA, mm-hmm. yep. and he wrote the... The book about leadership and it's a it's a great book it's a great book like you you read that you think that's as good as as anything you get in the world but it has this australian context to it yeah. a humility around it about a connectivity that that is part of our culture and our understanding of how we impact society and that's all through it mm. um and the other one that we saw is kirsten ferguson's and hand in heart now she's an australian leader she's got a pedigree of defense force and abc and all sorts of different things but She's written a book on a very different way of looking at leadership by interviewing a whole bunch of leaders yeah. and, and really put that together. It's a good book. Like you read it and you think that's actually really good. If you were in your leadership journey and needed something to understand the practical stuff, yeah. both of those books are so good yeah. at giving you a really good foundation. And the fact that they're so different, read, read both of them and, and get some different perspectives. Yeah. But that's two examples of Australian leaders and I think we could you would use them much more readily. I love those both of those examples and I think that's what we really need to be looking at and it sounds like a no-brainer, but actually we don't talk about this either, is you pick up the leadership book and you say, has that person ever been a leader? <laughs> and seriously, there's some... And sorry, I'm not tiring everyone with the same brush, but half the time we're saying, here's a leadership expert or a leadership <laughs> development program we're going to do run by a non-leader who doesn't get what the people in the room face every day. Yeah. Where those two examples and many others, um, two with Andrew and Kirsten, have been leaders at significant stale scale sorry through growth and, and everything else and success so you're like that is what i would prefer to read than here's someone that i think says they know something about it it's hard to find how that's the case <laughs> they might have some great perspectives but it's just a very different case so i think um that's very powerful we should be able yeah to I, th- I think because nan you've both got a track record of you know they've, they've done some great things and very very successfully um they've, they've by own admission have made some mistakes and learned yeah. Um, but also know what they've learned and been able to apply it in a better way. And I think that yeah. that's what you want to learn from people who've actually got the grit yeah. um, to come back to the table and make great things happen, and they both have. Yeah, and the extension theme, I think, to take us from that topic to into the good news, if you like, um, hopefully it'll be good news if we can get there, is all those conversations about we've been measuring this and what about KPI, I think that actually goes to the fact we don't have agreed standards for what great people and culture IHR measurement is. Yeah, We've got some that we're... Um, have been working on we get pretty good refinement of them um, working with a lot of customers and testing it and everything else out in their organization but we know um, as you referenced we have maybe seven as the highest number we've ever seen of the 12 we'd love yeah that's the best we can that's best wrangle. We've seen. most of five five out of 12 so, so if you're measuring five of 12 things that matter it'd be like not having any cost data for your finance data yeah, I've only got revenue. Is that so? We're doing great on revenue, but it's actually yeah, we're burning costs. We're going to run out of money. Like that wouldn't be great, solvable, but that's exactly what we're seeing. So we're okay with it in HR, but we're not elsewhere. Okay, we need to lift that. And I think I'm calling it HR standards or standardized metrics. I think we talk yeah. about it a lot, but yeah. I think there's something there that's powerful. And again, it should be 
Australian version of that for us. Yeah. Um, well, certainly the conversations we've been very unfortunately invited into are with the UN standards, which I think are great. Yeah. And through in Australia, it's coming through the CA, so the accountants. So cool. they're the people who are really leading that, and and we need to be hand in glove with them. We need really good thinkers in the people and culture space that understand metrics are important. Um, for both individuals, people, but also for organisations and getting them into a standardised set that people can apply. And I completely agree with you. And it is the best we've ever seen. Twelve are really important. The best we've ever seen, seven, most people have done five. Yeah. Yeah. Not enough. So that's that. Do better. Yeah. (laughs) So topic one was about culture measurement. Yeah. Topic two was all about um, sort of what we're learning and the conversations from clients and out there in the marketplace. Big themes. So performance, culture, how do you put them together. Yeah. Yeah. HR metrics, very important. Love it. And third one... Australian leadership. And Australian leadership, very important. Love those. Last one's good news. Yes. ARI National Convention, conference. I always get those words mixed up, but one of those two. Yes. <laughs> Both. I always um, call it a conference, but I think it is a convention. Is there a difference? It was at a convention centre. Is that... Oh, right. I don't know. Does that make <laughs> That'll it right? be the difference. <laughs> where, you Location. Hold, where you hold this is, is what we call but it. What <laughs> it was, was 350... Yeah thought leaders and the people and culture and, and associated spaces coming together to learn from each other and it was it was fab. Yeah, it was fun, right? Yeah. Any big call outs or things you love, we can't call ourselves out, obviously. Yeah. We could, but it would be weird and the podcast would probably be over. Yeah. Um, forever if yeah. we did that. But yeah. 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 So um, there was an 80s party because Ari turned 80. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was pretty cool. I think that some of that cool. food from the 80s could have been left in the 80s. Yeah, a chico, roll, a chico roll is not one I ever <laughs> remember, and the I'm not rolls. sure I'm there, or maybe it was a bad version or something, but... No, it was, um, it was that's true. That's what it was. It was super accurate. Okay, cool. I was there. That was it. That was it. Okay, cool. Let's leave it out in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. But donuts have walked on. Donuts have walked on. Dagwood dogs have walked on in my heart, but yeah. And to sort of bridge a couple of topics we've done today, I think the thing from the RE convention, as we now know it's called... Oh, yeah. Um, it was really good to be in a room and learn from people who are doing edgy stuff. And yeah. we work really hard to do our edgy stuff in the cultural measurement space, but a lot of people are doing other stuff as well. And we learned a lot. That was great fun. It's great to be like-minded people pulling a profession forward. And we do have a bit of a love-hate relationship, love, relationship with HR because yeah. we love what's possible and what the best are doing, but we just wish the whole profession would go there a bit faster. I think it's about the pace of that momentum. One of the questions we got asked, and I, and I want to mention it because it's really important, is when we get run by a board or a CEO or strategy or whatever and say, hey, let's talk about culture, mm. and, and then we go back to the HR person, we often find someone who's quite capable of having that conversation. Yeah. But they're sort of sitting there saying, no one asked me. Yeah. And so it's almost like if there's a really good party next door and you're sitting next door and you can hear it and you desperately want to go... I'm just encouraging you, if you know how to add something great to that party, get out of your house and get next door yeah. and, and take something valuable with you. Yeah. Like don't take what you think you're busy with or a list of stuff or whatever it happens yeah. to be. Take something, I know what they're trying to do next door, I'm going to take this page in and show them. And maybe the first time you have to slip it under the door, maybe you get invited in, but once you get in, if you can add value, yeah. you'll be in a great place. I think that's it. I think I've thought about that concept a lot it's we didn't talk about it before but i think it's right is you know you don't have to necessarily be confident that you're gonna have to own all of culture for a company i don't believe that at all yeah um but i do think you have to make the space and own the conversation and be right there getting it on the table if you like opposed to a seat at it yeah getting it on the table um 
to talk about it as a board and because they want to yeah and so get in there and do it and bo- and boards and exec teams are tough they can be really tough so if you're rocking up for your six monthly or worse still annual 20 minutes to talk about culture yeah and they're not inviting you back to have a better conversation or a different way of looking at it yeah whatever you're giving them in 20 minutes is not compelling yeah. So don't do that. Don't take the 20 minutes that's a waste of time. Yeah. Don't ramble on on 20 minutes where there's something no one cares about. Yeah. Go in there with two points. Take five minutes and say yeah. two things that really matter and you'll be back next week to talk about stuff that matters. And if you can be compelling and capture their imagination, this is their agenda. As we said at the very beginning, this is their agenda. They want culture and people more than anything at the moment, but we've got to be really good at it. Yeah, I think that's a great end point. Thanks for tuning in. As we always sign off, I'm going to try and get it right after a little baby break. Uh, Keep listening to yourselves and your intuition and thinking to each other and hopefully to us. That was pretty good after six hours. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye.